The FDF podcast is sponsored by Clark Energy, sustainably powering the food and drink sectors. Welcome to FDF Cymru's latest podcast, Passion About Food and Drink. My name is Pete Robertson and I'm here with my colleague Julie Byers, a Public Relations Manager, to discuss the programme for government that the Welsh Government has just recently announced and also just to get some reflections in terms of what it means for us and what do we think it means for our sector in Wales. So Julie, in terms of overall impressions, first of all, what what did you think? Well, it was just felt very much a reiteration of their of the Welsh Labour's manifesto that they had published, which kind of came as no surprise. Um, I think there was a lot they wanted to get down, a lot they wanted to say, and um, I thought it was interesting. There was a lot of focus about looking at constitution issues, almost taking back control and um, and how they can become like not not independent in a sense, but have more powers like similar to what Scotland has devolved as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was the one thing that struck me. I mean, I'll be honest with you, this isn't the type of document that I've read before. And the first thing that struck me was the scale of the breadth of what Welsh Government actually look at, uh, whether it's economic contracts or young person's guarantees or tidal lagoon challenges or, you know, a football museum in Wales. But one of the things that I did think that definitely came across was the sort of subtle nationalist aspect of it whether that's in line with the constitution. So, you know, there was plans for a national forest, which is fine, but I've mentioned the football museum, a national contemporary art gallery, a national museum service, a museum for North Wales, even something which is actually quite fascinating because in Wales, obviously, there's a a history of of the industrial landscape and actually to try and celebrate that industrial landscape to create the, the slate as a world heritage site. So there was quite a lot of subtle nuances in terms of, Wales is Wales rather than part of the UK, I thought. So I definitely saw that as well. And and I suppose the other thing, looking at the other way around, because obviously that's looking internal, but one of the things that Welsh Government was, I would say, furious about was the the loss of the Erasmus scheme in in the EU exit because it felt it was an opportunity for young people from Wales to travel. And they're actually looking to develop their own specific scheme for young people to go and study in, um, in Europe. So the scale of, it's interesting because when we first listened to it, I, I remember we had this conversation, so how ambitious is this? And then it's only really when you see the, the you know, the number of pages and the number of topics and the number of areas that it's, it's it reads in a lot more ambition than I thought it would. I'd agree. And um, I, I think on the national, uh, kind of the national aspect on the Welsh different bodies um there'll be two of interest for food and drink manufacturers as well about um having a welsh health and safety executive and a welsh food standards agency um and what that could mean well it's kind of finding more local solutions for wales to issues that uh, other parts of the uk are addressing but it could be a possibility for uh, divergence and that's kind of where we come in and talking to if, if those uh, bodies are established it's having our experience and talking to uh, the Scottish um, at the Food Standards Scotland and uh, FSA in England and um, bringing that to FSA in Wales if that is established. Yeah I think because when you do that as well you, t- you take that one of the things again that's 
there's a combination that is actually quite an interesting combination of international aspects, national aspects, and this whole devolution UK settlement. Um, you know, so one of the things is interesting, you know, there's talk, there's talk about the Internal Market Act clearly in there. There's talk about federal reform. We've obviously just seen this week that, you know, the, the announcement of, of ideas of how, how the, the nations could, could change and come together. But in, then at the other end of the scale, you've got things like a community food strategy. And I think it's I think it's interesting because that's the type of thing you can assume it's one thing and then it can expand and it can expand. You know, it could it could be something that's that sort of transcends our sector set to a certain degree, or it could be something that's quite localized supply chain and that type of thing. So it'll be I think yeah. it's going to be quite interesting how that develops. And um, that is definitely an interesting one. I think when we saw that in the Welsh Labour manifesto, there was not any detail on it it was very much part of their raw affairs kind of remit rather than um peanut and food specifically so i think where we my mind immediately went to connecting local farmers to local shops and that kind of supply but it could be as much as looking at how to localize whole supply chains um and uh, sourcing of ingredients uh, but as well as could just be about connecting people to food banks um, so, yeah, we, we, we're very much connected with the Welsh government there. Um, but it's one of those ones where I think they they still don't know where they're going. There's still not been any more detail in the programme for government on that. Um, so it could just be developed in this new Senate term. Yeah, that's is is. is... It's interesting because when you talk about the rural affairs, obviously we've we've dealt with the minister in that area, and her portfolio has been changed, and mm-hmm. uh, been sort of geographically focused in terms of North Wales and the rural affairs aspect, and and the uh, the new climate change area. In terms in terms of the sort of types of areas, the scale of that they're looking at, whether it's a rail investment scheme, even interesting statements, not even in the policy. So Wales has already decided we're not building any new roads. So it's quite interesting that the 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 way that things are moving. It feels like there's quite a lot of pace. I mean, for the working for working people again, one of the things that was actually stated, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, was a target of thirty percent of people working in remote working hubs, so they didn't necessarily have to travel. And that's something that's that's continuing moving on. But I suppose one of the things that one of the things that's in there uh, is around you know supporting innovation for renewable technology. But I suppose as as a sector. We'd like to see that, I suppose, targeted more into the direct. Whether I mean, we ask for decarbonisation funds, and I'm hoping that that's something that might come out of that strand. Yeah, and I think this is the well. This very much where we're moving on from the recycling agenda in Wales. So Wales is very close to becoming number one, and they're continuing their work on uh, working with the UK government on the implementation of. Uh, a deposit return scheme in Wales and also reforms to extend the producer responsibility. So now we're moving on to the next challenge and the climate change crisis. And um, and you can really see that with kind of the super ministry of the, that the Minister for Climate Change is responsible for. Um, but also looking at new innovations to about those renewable technologies to help support moving to net zero. But it's interesting because... I, I see a similar a challenge that we had with recycling that we may have with climate change. And that's very much of when businesses are looking at what, when they were looking at, like ta- tackling plastic waste in their business, reducing the use of plastic in their business. I can see that with wanting to reduce their carbon footprint, but not having the right 
guidance or don't know what could have unintended consequences. And that's actually something we um, said in our uh, uh, priorities to the new Welsh government um, ahead of the election is, especially for small businesses, which is the majority of uh, the food and drink manufacturing sector in Wales, is understanding what is the right solution for them and not having those unintended consequences that if you're reducing your carbon footprint, it's not having an unintended environmental negative impact anyway. Um, I mean, it's 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 good that it's good that 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 it's got such a focus, and you're absolutely right. I think it's important for us always to to keep an eye on the fact that this is a particular area that Welsh government chooses to collaborate with UK government, um, and in some cases, and, and you've mentioned it before, that they also choose to try and go faster. So there's digital mm -hmm. DRS, for example, and looking at trials and that type of thing, and and considering building waste recycling facilities. You know, it's it's quite interesting how how they're trying to move that forward. I mean, just just to take that another step, you talked about business support. One of the things that I noticed is is for a while there's been a, what's called an economic contract. So effectively, if you it's part of the prosperity for all strategy, but effectively as a business, you, you signed up to this economic contract very much around fair work, but also about how you worked with the government and the government gave you some support. And it's interesting, it mentions that they're going to, that there's a combination of strengthening that economic contract. So for businesses, I think there's a case for them to think about what that means for them and what that means for the, how they operate. But another subtle dynamic, which I think is quite interesting, especially for, for this government, and it's something I think we mentioned, applied mentioned, was that this idea that the Development Bank of Wales start to consider equity stakes in businesses. Now, I know they do that at the moment, but if they are doing that in a more direct way, that means they're taking more of a risk in businesses, but also it means it gives businesses the opportunity maybe to leverage some of the investments. I mean, it's interesting you talking about the the decarbonisation stuff. I was talking to, to to a business where actually you can now you can invest in technology, but actually you don't have to pay for it up front. You can actually pay for it as you use the technology. And one of the things I think we're going to be trying to speak to Welsh government about is how they can, with this development bank, how they can help businesses invest. You know, overcome that investment challenge. So I'm I'm excited because clearly money's money's money at the end of the day. Businesses are desperate to recover. We have the we're moving in Wales from a, a relative certainty of European Union funding to a, an uncertain position of, of UK funding. That's the only way you can articulate it. Um, and I just hope that as a sector, the Welsh government, because you know, in the conversations we've been having, there's no indication that the cluster networks, the support, you know, the proactive support for the SME food business in Wales is is, is going anywhere fast. So hopefully, it's just going to because one of the things, you know, implementing an export plan, you know, food and drink is going to be at the heart of that. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm hopeful that that's that's a sign that we continue to be clearly important to what Welsh government is trying to achieve. Yes, definitely, and. Um, I see lots of opportunities for us um, in this new parliament uh, to continue our engagement, but also um, kind of well, there's been there's been a reshuffle, reshuffle, a bit of a mini reshuffle anyway. But um, uh, with the kind of the minister for climate change into and the um, economy minister, um, as well as Les Leslie Griffiths, who retains the kind of food and drink portfolio and we're yeah I look forward to kind of uh, talking to them more about 
what not only are they trying to achieve, but also what we would like to see them uh, kind of do, but not not just kind of like uh, reactively about, um, I'm just thinking about like what we were saying about the reform, uh, the introduction of deposit return schemes and um, the implantation of their healthy weight, healthy wealth strategy, but actually how they can support the sector going forward and one thing I remember we put in our priorities for the Welsh Government was about economic sustainability and I think that very much goes into down to uh, consulting with industry through the whole policy making process so they make mm. informed policy making. Yeah I mean it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's important to say that especially with recent pronouncements across the border that the aspect of how we tackle the healthy weight challenge how we tackle the obesity challenge of food sector we want to be involved in that we want to find solutions to help um, and I think that it's good to see that they're open to those solutions. And I, actually, I think it's quite it's it's exciting for us because in Wales, the government tends to be an innovative type of government in terms of looking to different opportunities, exploring different opportunities, whether that's in labelling, whether that's in recycling, whether that's in, in how, how the businesses fit together. I mean, one of the, the big challenges is for our sector in Wales is the supply chain, whether it's the rural aspect, if we look at, you know, labour shortages now, you know, never, never has it been more important for our sector to secure the capability to manufacture the great food it manufactures. And I think that to see such a strong, uh, what I really actually liked was economy and trade feels like it's put together. And I think economy and trade put together, th- th- this this mentality of trade is, is, is a different mentality to exporting. Uh, and I think that that is something that with our expertise, you know, in terms of the, the, the broad membership and also the experience that, that we've we've been through as an industry over the last, the last year, I think hopefully that's something where we can, we can help help the the discussion and help the the debate in terms of how we best move forward but on the so on the the health the health agenda then um i mean that's an that's an area that uh, i know that we're we're, we're going to start planning work on fiber and trying to do some some um, areas in that perspective because i think it's important for us to have a us to have a conversation about what the goodness of food mm-hmm. yes um it's interesting with um uh, with the program for government specifically on health, because that's one thing that wasn't mentioned was anything about uh, nutrition or um, their plans that were pre- previously announced about healthy weight, healthy wells, which has a number of wide ranging measures, but probably the ones that uh, food and drink manufacturers may know more about is the restrictions on promotions and um, uh, similar to what's happening elsewhere in the UK. Um, that that wasn't in the program for government, but that is continuing work, and we're going to be um, uh, meeting with officials shortly on that. But I think, yeah, yes, you're right. It's very much we want to be talking about um, the positive role of food. It's very much um, can can often be demonised, but it's actually what role nutrition has to play, and that's part of the work on that we're going to be doing on fiber later on the later on in the year 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost part of an overall perspective is, you know, is one of the things we were looking for is, is to create a, a demand for young people to uh, want to work in the food sector. You know, and what's 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 really you know, a young person's guarantee. You've got one hundred twenty-five thousand knowledge apprenticeships after having a hundred thousand in the previous Senate term. And what what we we would like to see, and what we'd like to work with the Welsh government on, obviously, is to try and is to to create food and drink as a place where people want to work. The people want young people want to work, and I think that's a that's a journey for the entire sector, and it's a journey for many sectors, not just ours. Um, however, I think it's it's an area where that combined with harnessing of technology and, and making food and drink an uh, industry of the future and industry in terms of how it enhances technology. So I'm quite excited about the fact that that's something, the doors are open to those conversations in the food the food division, which is terrific. So we talked about programme for government. You, you, I, I think you, just before we came on here, you said that there's been some some details in terms of a legislative programme. Is, is that something you just want to quickly touch on? Yeah, so um, following the programme for government, which is very much sets out what the Welsh Government wants to do in this Senate term. Um, they announced their legislative agenda for just the next year. Um, and uh, there's a couple of things that probably, um, well, one, just picking up on what you were saying about uh, kind of having um, skills in the sector. Um, and that, that part of their work is uh, putting in a new system for post-16 education and training in Wales. And that will be part as a bill going through the Welsh Parliament in the coming year. And I think there is, um, throughout the whole programme for government, there was very much a rhetoric about not leaving anyone behind after the pandemic and reskilling and ensuring there's a lot of apprenticeships. So it's really how we can engage as that bill progresses, not only with the Welsh Government in um, talking about food and drink opportunities, but with members of the Senate um, with that too. And then there's also a new agriculture bill will be introduced and that will create a new system of farm payments in Wales. But um, we may see how kind of the agriculture bill happened in the Westminster Parliament um, back last year, which was very much transposing areas of the EU legislation into UK law. We may see similar debates and discussions happening there, particularly on um animal welfare as well okay it's interesting interesting times ahead for sure so if there was one thing to, there's one thing that stood out for you anything so you didn't any surprises in there or any one thing that stood out or made you jump out your seat i don't know if anything that's that sounds that sounds bad nothing made me jump out of my seat i don't think um uh it was very much i i, I think the one not so much surprising but we know that climate change is a priority for the Welsh Government, but it's just interesting to see how much that's been follow up, followed up by action. Mm. Um, like, it's pretty much unprecedented. This super ministry in the Welsh Government's time, it encompasses a lot of different departments and um, where climate change might have not been the priority before. I'm thinking like planning, for instance. So that, that that's probably what I would say kind of uh, going forward is I think a lot of the policy making won't just be oh this is going to be working towards net zero as a measure like an environmental measure it'll be considered as part of all their policy making about making sure that anything they're introducing is going to be sustainable too. That's it's interesting you're in that area because 
I used to live in a place called West Cross in Swansea, and every morning you would drive down the hill and you would see the Swansea Bay in front of you, then drive left. And and when I heard the tidal lagoon had been cancelled, I I was uh, I was quite upset about it for whatever the reason is it's just I was passionate about the topic and I noticed that they've put in a tidal lagoon challenge which which gives me which warmed my heart let's put it that way um and uh I obviously I don't live in Swansea anymore however I think there's some fantastic to harness the natural resources to create future industries that are technology of the future I think I think would be a fantastic benefit for Wales great sign of its ambition, great sign of its capability of its people and its, uh, its ability to face the future with confidence. Okay, well, I think that's it for now, Julie, unless there's anything else we've missed. No, I think it's kind of watch this space and um, we'll be, yeah, the, the Senate's will be shortly coming to recess, but there'll be lots of activity in the autumn that we'll keep members updated about. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you so much for your time and your insight and your help. Um, and I just let's say it's I'm Pete Robertson. Julie Bowers has been with us. That's the conclusion. I think we'll say goodbye now for the podcast. And uh, take care. Cheers. Bye. The FDF podcast is sponsored by Clark Energy, sustainably powering the food and drink sectors. FDF podcast, passionate about food and drink.